going to go ahead and get started you all i really want to thank each and every one of you that was able to join in with us this evening uh god is good and he's an on-time god you know just like the song said you know he may not come in that second that you want it but he's always on time no matter what whatever the situation is uh like I said, uh, my daughter, them, I don't, I don't know where Pat is. Maybe she'll join in later. She Sometimes she forgets to look at her phone. Uh, okay, you all. I'm just going to do a little opening prayer, and then we're going to go ahead and get started. And when I want you to read, you all, make sure you got your Bibles, got them ready to uh, go to the Scriptures so that we can, uh, you know, keep everything flowing this evening. Uh, and uh, let's see. Okay. I got so many little things that were cutting off my computer, cutting off the stuff here that I got too many things going. Uh, okay. Well, Father God, we just thank you this evening for your goodness, your mercy, your peace, and your love, Father. Thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, Father God. Thank you for the gathering this evening. Uh, thank you for each and every one that was able to join us this evening. Those that's not able to join, Father, we ask that you send, we send your blessings and prayers to their household. Father God, the healing broken hearts or healing the areas that they're physically not capable of joining us this evening, Father. We give you all glory and honor because you are in charge of our lives, Father God. And, and thank you for the word where you told us, Father, this is the year of your favor. We receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I heard someone log in. Okay. 
Who? I'm sorry, I didn't hear your name. Okay, we're, we're going to get started this evening, you all, and the Lord just put this heavy on my heart that we should talk. I, I wanted to ask you all the question, why do we pray? And you might want to ask yourself this question yourself personally, why do I pray? And uh, we're going to dive right into this because I, I don't want it to be long. Uh, uh, Sister Croom, if you would get First Peter 5 and 7. Tammy, Tammy Croom, 1 Peter 5 and 7. And uh, let's see, Tammy Jackson, get, get Ephesians, huh? Get, get Ephesians 3 and 20. And when I ask for you to read it, you can go ahead and read it. Oh, okay, I'll give you time to find it. First Peter 5 and 7, Miss Croom, and Ephesians 3 and 20, Jackson. Okay, so like she said, the question this evening is, why do we pray? Let's see, now prayer deepens our relationship with God, and prayer brings us closer to Him. He's created us with a need for connection. We all have that personal need for connection, and prayer is a connection. Also, prayer is a uh, form of uh, communication with God. When we say connection, think of like you take a socket and you plug it into the wall. That's a connection. When we pray and we have accepted Jesus Christ in our heart and we pray, we have a direct connection with God and He can hear what we're saying to Him. Now, prayer is like talking to, to the Lord. Uh, just like friends, just like we talk to each other, and we are brought closer, uh, closer together through their through our sharing. Uh, let's see. When we pray, we share our innermost being with God. That's what we do. We share our innermost being with Him. Uh, through prayer, we are transformed and renewed. Prayer reminds us that we are dependent on God and not on ourselves. Prayer draws us closer to God. Now, who had First Peter 5 and 7? Go ahead and read that for me. Okay, and tell me what version. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Okay. Go, go ahead. Let's think of our First Peter chapter five, verse seven. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining. Please announce yourself. Oh, no problem. 
it, we're, we're looking at first peter 5 and 7 and the question tonight is why do we pray that's what we're asking ourselves why do we pray i'm sorry what first peter chapter 5 verse 7 right Okay. Uh, what version was that you have? First, first Peter five seven. Yeah. What 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 version do you have? Are you reading from? Oh, King James. Okay. Great. Thank you. As 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 she just said. Now, when we pray, uh, because God cares for us. That's when we pray. That's the four, first Peter five and seven is saying. Now. Uh, it's comforting to us to know that God cares for us. Now, He is inter interested in every detail of our lives, you all. This, this, this year is very important that we get this in our heart. And a lot of times we can come out of the, the, of the idleness of our mind, the do-nothing state, when we know we have someone that love, truly loves us and cares for what we do what we think, what we're in pain or whatever. God cares for us. That's what his word says. He cares for us. He, want, he wants to involve him and we, he wants us to involve him in every aspect of our lives. He promises to listen, to help, to protect. He promises to be there. He's more than a friend, more than a brother. He'll be there whenever you need him. He's, he's right there within our spirit. Now, um, when we pray, we surrender and release our thoughts, our worries, our desires to God. We pray because prayer shifts our attention to Him who is able to do uh, immeasurable more than all we can ask, imagine, according to the power that is working within us. That bottom line means we can't even think of all that we have, we can give it to because he has all power and he's given us all power too. And that's what we need to learn, you all. Now, who had Ephesians 3 and 20? Ephesians 3 and 20. Okay. Who is me? Yes, go ahead and read it. And verse 20. Okay. Read it again for me, please. I want us to get it down in our spirit to understand what the word of God is saying to us. Just read it read it again. That's what Ephesians 3, and you might want to go back and you all at some time it's your convenience, read the whole chapter of Ephesians. Now, in a world filled with chaos, we know there's much chaos going on right now. And the biggest thing that's right now in the world is, uh, of course, is Omicron, Imicron, uh, 
you whatever it is and still the covid covid there's quite a few people still getting sick and dying from the covid itself now because of all the chaos we pray because prayer is an antidote to us for anxiety all this stuff that's going on right now gives us anxiety uh say the word of god tells us do not be anxious about anything but in everything everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present with your request and presenting your request to god we don't supposed to be anxious about it we can we, we got a request we take it to god and give it to him uh we don't have to get anxious and get all when we worry he can't hear our prayers you all that's one thing that, that we have to understand we get all worried we can god cannot hear our prayers because we're dealing with it ourselves and you can always google it google it if you don't believe me and look at it i didn't look it up for you i want you to take some time and start looking up these comments that that's made here uh it's let me repeat this again by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding I, one version i read it surpasses all understanding when the situation is going on and you feel like well something should be happening but you still have the peace of god in it you're not anxious you know that god will take care of it so you don't get anxious about it and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in jesus christ now philippians 4 6 and 7 quintina get that one for me it's going to say what I'm praying, what I'm reading. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. We pray because prayer alleviates our weariness. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Just just like the oxen has this, uh, uh, um, what do you call that this yoke on, on him two oxen they put it like a bridge across the two oxen and they're pulling a heavy burden that's a yoke we don't we we supposed to take that yoke and give it to god which we, we don't need to be walking around with burden because we know he's with us do you have it quintina go ahead and read it okay um this is the king james version okay be careful for nothing All right, bottom line right there, the peace of God will keep your heart and mind. It'll keep you. You don't have to be weary all burdened down. When you're weary and all burdened down, that means you don't respect God enough to give it to Him. You want to, you, you're saying, well, no, you can't do anything. I'll carry it myself. Now, let's go to Matthews 11, 28. Give you all a chance to turn to that. Matthews 11, 28. This verse says, uh, what, what the word is saying, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Bottom line, that's what the, the word of God says to us. Come to me, all you are, who are weary. We all know what we're, what we're uh, weary is. Burden. Situations, well, I got situations going on. A, a lot of times, uh, the, some of the things that we carry, we talked about this a little bit last week. A lot of the stuff we carry, we shouldn't be carrying, but we carry it because we think we're God. That's the only way I said. He tells us in his word to lay aside every weight 
every weight that so easily beseech you. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to be carrying the weight. I heard someone log in. Uh, please announce yourself. Okay, let's let's go ahead on. Uh, now, th this is a couple of scriptures. I don't know if I'm going to do all of these. So if someone, uh, Luke 18 and 1, someone grab that. And just go ahead and read it. Read Luke 18 and 1. And he spake a parable unto them. This, okay, let me start over. Uh, go and ahead. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, when man ought to always pray and not and not faint. All right. I have a longer version. I don't know what version it was. It might have been the NIV. But the, and thank you, Quintina. Uh, now Luke 18 says, Then Jesus told his disciple a parable. Jesus always spoke, spoke in parables. His parables were stories, but uh, they examples. Examples of the situation. And that's a good way to learn, you all. When you uh, read the Word of God, you'll see in the New Testament, as Jesus was speaking, he gave a lot of parables. That's for explanation. Because, see, this was a change for the people. This was going from the Old Testament ways and their doctrines in the Old Testament over to a new thing. Jesus now was coming to be the Savior of the world. They no longer had to take uh, doves and all of that to the priest for sacrifice. Uh, that was only done like once a year and the sacrifice didn't last but what Jesus is doing he was bringing us a permanent way to live we no longer have to kill an animal what we do is kill our natural spirit and we receive Jesus in our heart that's what we have to do and he said uh, now go ahead on he said this now in a, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor uh, cared what the people thought Think of this situation. Have you ever been in a situation like this? You had to go up before a judge and you could tell right off it wasn't a godly judge. He, he wasn't a godly judge at all. Now it said that he didn't care nothing about the people and, and he didn't fear God either. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. I don't know if you all have ever been in that situation, but think about it. If you've ever been in a similar situation where you keep taking a prayer to God over and over and over again, and sometimes you feel like just giving up, or in the natural, if you had some situations in life that you kept dealing with over and over and over, and, and uh, it just won't work. Now down to verse 4, it says, And for some time he refused. This woman kept going to the judge, and she, he kept refusing. But finally... He said to himself, even though I don't fear God, and that's, that's arrogant. He said to himself, I don't fear God or care about the people. He said it, you all. That's right here in the word. He said, I don't care about those people. But he said, yet because this widow kept bothering me, she was bothering him. I will let, I will see, see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. This woman was so determined she wasn't going to give up. She kept going to the judge over and over and over until she, she knew that uh, what, what was hers belonged to hers. But a lot of us, what we do, we know if something belongs to us, we just give up. Try one time and we give up. That's in the natural. But even so, with God, let's, let's go ahead on and see what Jesus said down to verse uh, 
let's see, for some time she kept going on and on, and down to verse 6, and the Lord said, no, this is Jesus talking, and the Lord said, uh, I listen to what the unjust judge says. He said, listen to what the unjust, uh, unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Will God keep putting us off when we cry to him day and night? I'll tell you, he, he will see that they get justice and quickly. This is what Jesus is saying. However, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith on the earth. Who is the Son of Man? Jesus is the Son of Man. He said when he comes back, he's going to find some faith. There is some There is faith on the earth. So I, I have faith. And I'm pretty sure most of you all have faith also. Uh, so we're going to jump down to Philippians 4, uh, Philippians 4 and 6. He says, do not be anxious. Yeah, um, Vera, Vera, can I get, Vera, can I hear a story with you real quick? You surely can. Please? You surely and can. I'm talking about wearing a dress down. Okay. Yeah. I had a similar situation when I started working for the utility company. And it was disparity of treatment. Everybody kept telling me, oh, no, you'll never win against the utility company, right? Uh-huh. Everybody's getting raises and, and, and wasn't doing any work. I'm doing the work and, and not getting raises because who I am, black, female, and a white, predominantly male. Right, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. So I went ahead and took it up with the, uh, um, the uh, company, uh, with the, uh, um, you know, Whatever, whoever over the laws and stuff, and got an attorney and so forth for EEOC. Think about what yeah, 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 yeah. Then one day I got a call after a couple of years and being harassed on the job, I hung in there, right? Because they they're not going to bully me. But I hung in there and kept going back and forth, back and forth. And finally, I got a call one day that says, You won. All right, praise God. You know, Exactly. Yeah, and that's what we have to do. We have to stay determined, right? Uh huh. does that for yeah, us you all when we're determined we're, he said we, we're determined to know what's right or wrong and there's been a lot of situations even in my life also because you know after 68 when we got freed with the civil rights bill i always say we were freed and yes we were freed so going into yeah. corporate they had to uh, throw some of the blacks allow some of the blacks into corporate the the jobs i i went in as pat did was a corporate job in uh the tell the local telephone company and as i rose up the level so when after uh over 25 30 almost 30 years with the telephone company when i retired i retired with an executive uh executive position but climbing that ladder to get to that position was not an easy task it was a hard task you back then you had to wear certain clothes 
certain style of clothes. I had one uh, one job I was trying to do and sitting in front of 12 people interviewing me, me and me, big old fat black and, and this little blonde, skinny blonde woman. And the man said to me, the woman with the whitest leg will get the job. That's what he said to me. Okay, go ahead. And, but you know, I didn't get mad about it because I know I know the situation in these crazy places. I had learned so much so far. But he said the woman with the whitest leg get the job. I said, okay, I guess mine ain't white, so I won't be getting it. And I went out of there knowing that I didn't get it. But the next position came up. I didn't even have to put my name down because God gave me the job. And I, the, first, I started as a manager over the business office where had all had I had. I had 50 service reps, and our folks are crazy. Nope. When God when God opens the door, and I'll say when God opens the door. When God opens the door, no man can close it. Right. <laughs> yeah. When He opens the door, no no man can close it, and when He closes the door, no man can open it. Now, our theme. Our theme this year is uh, the uh, we're in. This is the year of the Lord's favor. What we have to look at. This is the year of the Lord's favor. And uh, I, I, I've been putting on some of the notes. I tell people, make sure you walk in it because God said He's gonna give give us double for our trouble. But make sure you qualify to get that double. You can't all this stuff that was in 2021. If you drag it into 2022 you won't get no double for the trouble because you're still holding on all that old junk god cannot bless you holding on to all that junk because you're focusing on you're looking back focusing on what's behind you all right so but okay so we're, we're now in uh the part with in a in philippians 5 i think it's philippians 5 chapter 5 now it said that this is the day of the lord it said, now, brethren and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you try very, you try very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly and labor pains as on a pregnant woman and they will not escape it comes suddenly we, we we don't know when things are going to change it could change while we on this line things can change in our lives we don't we don't know when it's going to come going on down to verse four it said but you brothers uh and sisters are not in dark darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief you shouldn't be in darkness jesus if, if we're living in the kingdom of god we're living in light we shouldn't have blinders on not to know what's going on around us because we should pay attention to what's going on around us. It said, you all, you are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to darkness or to darkness. We don't belong to that world. Yeah, we live in a natural year, world, you all. But our whole theme is saying that we live in the kingdom of God. If you live in the kingdom of God, you're not always depressed. You are not always got drama on you. If that is happening in your life, you got one foot in, one foot out. And God said he either wants you hot or cold, lukewarm. He's going to spit you out of his mouth. That's what he said. Uh, going on to verse 8, it says, So then, let us not be like others 
who are asleep. There's a whole bunch of Christians that are asleep. Uh, they sleep at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober. Think about what he's saying to you all. There's some people that's dark in their mind. And they, they figure they can get them a drink or a, a, a joint or whatever. I don't know if they call it drunk anyway. Or weed or whatever to soothe their mind so they don't have to deal with the darkness that's going on around them. It said, but since we belong to the day, let us be sober. Sober-minded. And sober-minded, sometimes you are, I use that word sometimes. I'm sober. That means you're not thinking a bunch of crazy stuff and always trying to uh, figure out things yourself. You're not sober-minded. Uh, it said, be sober-minded. Put it on faith and love as your breastplate. Faith and love as your breastplate. The hope of salvation as your helmet. That's how we should be living. The hope of salvation as your helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer our wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord, through Jesus Christ. And because of Jesus dying on the cross, if one, as long as we receive that, we're okay. We just have to receive it in our hearts, just not in our head. Uh, so God did not appoint time for us to suffer. And I still hear a lot of Christians saying they're suffering for Jesus. No, they ain't. They're wasting their time. They may be suffering for the devil, but they're not suffering for Jesus. We don't have to be suffering. Uh, let's see. 10 he said he died for us so that whether we are awake or we are asleep we may live together with him when we die our, our, I said absent from the body present with the Lord so when we die our spirit boom goes exactly back to God if we are in Jesus if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior there is an if so you all don't be misled read exactly what the word of God said absent from the body present with the Lord. Your, 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 your body, your natural flesh goes down into the grave and it turns into ashes. But your spirit, is, is, if you're in Jesus Christ, once you, once you take your last breath, when you, uh, they say open the eyes, but you take your last breath here on this earth, the next breath you, you're with God. That's how, it work, that's how it works, you all. So we just have to make sure. Well, therefore, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact of, as we're doing. Uh, you all excuse me a little bit uh, short of breath today. Now, what we're supposed to do is encourage one another. And there's nothing wrong with encouraging one another. But don't please don't encourage anybody in their mess. We're, we're not supposed to encourage you. If they're sitting in a mess and you know they got mess going on, don't tell them God is going to do it. No, he's not. He is not. The only way that God can help is when that person receives Jesus in their heart. A lot of uh, teachers, preachers, bishops or whatever teach this falsely. Read your word of God. If you don't know, have not received Jesus in your heart, you're wasting your time. When, 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 oh, I'm suffering. For, uh, I, I can't tell nobody things are going to be better. I, I, look, I look at this this way. I look at the fruit. If I see you all down and out and you ain't got nothing, your house nasty every time you turn around, you're discouraged, you got a cursing word coming out, and you ask me to pray for you, 
No way, baby. And I don't mind telling people that. I want us to be able to get to that point. Because we're not doing God any justice by pacifying people that's already in their mess. And we, all we're doing, when we do that, we're asking God to keep them in their, keep them in their mess. We bless the mess they're in. That's what we do when we when somebody asks you to pray for them and you know they're doing wrong. And you go to the Father and say, yeah. uh, bless them. Well, common sense, no, he's not going to do it anyway. Because our, our relationship with God is an individual. Even when we yeah. do corporate prayer, you all, it's still an individual. God will not walk around. No, nobody's attitude will and 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 answer your prayer what we're supposed to do we're supposed to pray along with that person as an intercessor if you see somebody that's in god there are some people that don't have a knowledge of god but you know how to pray specific god open their eyes so they can get to see who you are and once they accept jesus you can better better uh pray with them you all but you can't pray with nobody that hates god you cannot you are wasting your time, and, and uh, I, if you don't agree, oh well. I, I'm just going by what the Bible says. I, I agree with you. I agree with you totally because uh -huh. I, I come to the same situation. Uh -huh. And now in my older age, I tell people right away, I said, you got an issue, you got a problem, take it to God, but he wrote your script. Amen. I, I love it when you say that. I love it. Think, that's good. That's good, you all. Think about it. God has a script. Have a, what did he say? A purpose and plan for each and every person. A lot of us don't know what the purpose and plan is. I've had, I've heard some Christians say to me a lot of times, I don't know what God, uh, uh, what plan he has for me. One thing, if you go right there to Acts 1 and 8, he tells us to go into the high, highways and the byways and tell somebody about Jesus. That's one thing. But the gifts and talents that we have, we have to be able to sit down and allow God to tell you what he has has for us. That's why we pray. To get a bit of communication with him. Yeah. That's why we pray. Yeah. We got to settle our spirits. And and we got a bunch of stuff in the way. We ask God to forgive us. So at the end when Bernie prays the prayer. You ought to be able to understand exactly what the steps that we have to take. He asked that we first we got to ask him to forgive us for our sins. And, the, and, the, and we got to forgive the people that sinned against us. And then we can get into right standing with God. And when you take a petition to him, he will answer. But he can't answer if you got dirty hands. That's what Judge Judah said. I'm not going to give you justice when you got dirty hands. God does not either. And to get your hands clean, all you got to do is repent. And Jesus said earlier in Luke, what we talked about, he said, repent or perish. That, that came out of Jesus' mouth. He told the people, you either repent or you perish. And I, and I echo his teaching. You either repent or you perish. Because if you don't repent, Jesus and God is not going to help you, you all. You hear all this fakey stuff. He's not going to help you. Because he can't hear you. Amen. He can't hear you. Now, uh, let me, I don't want to go too much. Let me read this next one. And we're going to uh, probably... Let's see. Oh, we got a few more minutes. It said down to verse 12. It said, now we ask brothers and sisters to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in highest regard and love because of their work. 
And that is what we talked about, the teachers, Bible teachers, preachers, and all of that. Some of them do really work hard. I know for a fact I work hard. I, I worked hard. I worked so hard, you all, that this, uh, this year has been, uh, let's see, last year, 2021, that was my uh, second year, going into my second year of trying to recover from the stroke in, in, in 2020. I worked hard, and when I, I worked hard naturally, trying to regain my strength, and while I was still in that state of mind, God still gave me visions and gifts, and uh, if y'all haven't seen it, on, and, and, and I'm going to do a little clapping here, because my new book is out on, out on uh, Amazon already, and, and uh, it, it's all about how we live in this clutter, this crab in the basket mentality. We all know about that. We've heard it for many, many years. If I can't have it, you ain't going to have it. That's how especially our culture is. If I can't have it, you ain't going to have it. But see, the book that I wrote is to teach people how to get out of that mentality. How to get out of it. Yes, I love the churches that I was in, but in the very same churches, I've had pastors say to me, well, you helped me build my church and then God is going to help you uh, do, do his. One man, I went on ahead and do that, but then halfway through it, he wanted me to do something and God said, no, you've done what I told you to do. Now this is what you're supposed to do. That's when I started my men, women's ministry. He said, no, you're going to do this. I, there's too many little crackheads out there and I, I call my ladies crackheads they don't have a problem with that because they what they were I, I would go out in the, on the street and minister to them and then god gave me favor had some man from new york city to give me a house to house these women it was nine bedroom house to house these women and i, I had several women had gotten so that the police department in mesa knew who i was they were seeing uh, they would pick women up off the street and bring them to me. And then when they had issues right there on Brown and Country Club, a well-known area where all all the drug-related stuff was, they picked these women up there. And there was one area, Brown, and they had one house on Brown and, and uh, Country Club uh, that it was a, like an apartment. Me and, me and my friend, the lady that was, uh, she was an ex-drug addict. But I had trained her. We, we was a, a demon buster. And what we would do, go into the crack house and get those women out and take them over to my house, get them cleaned up, get them a job. One now that uh, was uh, she was that way, she's now in uh, Georgia. Her daughter is a, real, a realtor and, and helped her buy a mansion. Her and her new husband, they got a mansion in Georgia. That is just because you love people. You don't love them to death, but you love them enough to hold them accountable for their actions. Accountable for what they do. I don't pacify anyone. I, I don't, I don't, I'm hugging my baby. She just waking up. I don't pacify them. He said, uh, now going back to what the scripture said, Jesus said, hold them at the highest regard to love because of their work live in peace with each other that's what he wants to do live in peace with each other and he said and we urge you brothers and sisters warn those who are idle disruptive encourage the disheartened help the weak the patient with everyone make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong but always strive to do what is good for each other for everyone else you you all got that
This is what the Word of God says. You know, we still love them, even even though they're they uh, we need to encourage them and those that sit around and just repeat themselves. The Spirit of God will give you the right words to say to them, but not words to pacify them. We we are not pacifiers. I've been to a state of mind, you all. That I do crazy things in my ministry. I bought me a bunch of pacifiers. And every time I ministered to somebody, they got to give me a story. I stuck a pacifier in their mouth. You want something to suck on? You want something to suck on? Suck on this pacifier. You're not going to suck the breath out of me with your stories. And we should not allow that, you all. We're, we're, we're supposed to be vessels of God to go out and disciple people. Tell them the difference between right and wrong. But in, even in doing that, Jesus tells us if you, when he sent his disciples out two by two, and he said, if they don't receive you, shake the dust off and keep going. When, when these folks want to debate you, don't do that. Please don't do it. Shake the dust off and just bless them. Lord, I bless you. Good. And just tell them up front, I'm not debating God's word. God tells us not to debate it. I'm, I'm not going to debate his word. Yeah. You, you got to be true with these folks. Tell them right, right as it is. Yeah. Uh, down to, yeah. um, jump down to 16. It says, uh, rejoice always. Pray continually. That's what we need to do. Pray continually. I've even had a pastor's wife to tell me, you can't pray continually. And the only thing I could do for her, I said, you can't, but I can I'm bold enough Amen. to say that. Maybe you can't pray continually, but I can pray continually. That don't mean you got to be here every time you turn around. Oh, da, 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 oh, you don't have to do that. You can pray continually. Like sitting on the job doing your work, you still can pray. You meditating on the goodness of God. I thank God. Every time I get out of this wheelchair and I walk to the toilet, I thank God that I'm able to do that. Amen. 2020 Amen. in July, I had to have a helper. I don't have a helper now. I thank God. I thank him. I thank him for the strength he gives me to be able to stand up and take about four steps. I mean, to some people, that ain't no big deal. But to me, that's a great big deal because I, I remember when I was laying on the bed and I couldn't do it. But so I thank him. So uh, it said, do not quench the spirit. So quenching the spirit, you all, is that when we do things, that now the spirit of god lives in us once we accept jesus christ as our lord and savior the spirit of god lives in us a, a lot of times we do stupid things and that makes the spirit of god sad bottom line it makes the spirit of god grieve if you don't know the word what grieve is think about it i'll google it find it I'll look in a dictionary that what we do some things we do idiotically we, we do knowingly and we do sometimes not knowing but we causes the spirit of God to grieve us. So he said right here, do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. I know in a lot of the congregations, there's always somebody that has a prophecy for you. And when I was coming up in the ministry, there's always somebody that want to come up and tell me what God said about me and so you know what you all because of the arrogant person i am i always had my little book and my purse on my side when i'm preaching here write it down i don't want to hear it right now everybody else don't need to hear it write it down and people when they would they know who who Vera glass was they would give me a prophecy because they know i would make them write it down 
when you minister and you all you you ministering to someone else and you got someone else that's come out of the congregation oh well the god said this is what you're going to be it don't affect me because he already told me what, what i'm going to be why do i need to hear from someone else i want us to be able to get to that level even in our natural lives you all in our everyday walk nobody has to tell you who you are you should be able to walk with pride self-esteem and you should know who you are down said uh may god himself the god of peace sanctify you through and through may your whole spirit your soul and your body be kept blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ the one who calls you is faithful and he would do it i, I love that one a lot of my stuff i always say god is faithful to his word if he said it he'll do it but a lot of times he can't do it because we get in the way we we, we we like to run on look at look at what sarah did the, the uh the the angels came to her and said you're gonna have a baby and she's uh, she laughed about it. She's like, oh, no, I ain't gonna have no baby. So what she do? She go out and get her concubine to sleep with her husband, so she can get a baby. And we think about all the all the H E L L that came out of that then, and it's still going on today. But we don't need to run run ahead of God. If He tells us something, don't get in the, in the speed and try to do it ourselves. Don't go ahead of Him. So stand back, quiet your spirit, and listen to what He's saying to you. Um, th that's what we should do and you all the thing now 25 said brothers and sisters pray for us he, th this is the group of disciples and telling the people to pray for you I ask you all to pray for me also uh, God greet all God's people uh, with a holy kiss these are the disciples that went out I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read all the brothers and sisters this this is Philippians uh, and in Philippians, they were sending out disciples, and this is what he was telling them to do. It's then the bottom line said, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Let's peace be with you. And we're going to end this lesson to, today, you all. And I pray that you all truly get an understanding. I mean, last year and a few years, we, we might have been on Pablo. And this is what the Lord put in my heart today. He said, time's up for the baby food. It's time, right, time yeah. now to start to eat some real meat. If you can't eat no real meat, you, 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 you can't go on this journey. This journey, this year, God said it's a year of his favor. You can't receive his favor on baby food. Babies wait till you bring them and feed them. We can feed ourselves by reading his word, doing what the word, applying his word to our body, our, our mind, our actions, our attitude, apply God's word, and then you'll be able to receive double for your trouble but i don't think you can receive yeah. double for your trouble still eating baby food oh you hurt my feelings well why i hurt your feelings oh because you said something that i didn't like my, my thing is you better get in the word and find out what the word said because i know what i'm talking about get in the word if you don't understand what it what it means and, and that's how we should be you all because we we want to uh, live right before God. We can't draw nobody down out sick, weak, and pitiful. We're supposed to go out and, and tell somebody about the good news. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Drawing people into God's kingdom. 
and we can't do it now. Even in our family, Jesus said he couldn't do no good work, and no miracles in his hometown. But the best way to do miracles, you all, is to, is to live right before the people. Live right. What one of my teachings that I have, I, I was just it just comes to my mind. There's a little thought that said, uh, you you may you can't make a horse drink, but the thing is, no, you can lead a horse to a water. You can lead them down to the water, but you can't make them drink. But you can make them thirsty. But you can make them thirsty. You can take him down there, and he don't want to drink the water, but after a while, he's sitting there, standing there so long, he's going to get thirsty. He's going to be down. That's how we should be before people. Live our life so clean, and we, we're not more more than God. We're not all uh, fanatical. We're not fanatical. We're just an everyday, normal person. A person is not distressed. I always got drama. People like being around somebody that doesn't have drama all the time, or issue all the time. Uh, if we stay around people with bad attitude, drama, always sick, after a while, you're going to become sick also. Who you're around is who you become. It says it all through the word. You'll be just like that other person, person with a bad spirit. And we, we should not have that because we're studying God's word. And we if you if it's something you don't understand, like I said to y'all before, you can always, if you don't want to say it on the public line, you can always text me and I'll, I'll text you back. I don't have an issue. But when I text you back, I'm going to text you to what God's word said, not what Vera said. Because Vera can be mean. At <laughs> be stern is the word. Stern. Stern. Uh I thank God for each and every one of you that's joined us this evening. So if you got a comment, please do me a comment and speak loud so I can hear you. I'm gonna make... I bought three of your books on Amazon. <laughs> okay, all right. I owe you three of your books. I'll probably get some more too. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I, I like the book, but they didn't print it dark enough for me because I can't have tea. But my granddaughter says she could see it. She read it. My, my little my little six-year-old says she's going to be seven on, uh, I say two days. I think it's two days. Now. On the 11th, she'll be seven, uh, seven, seven years old. And I asked her today, I said, can you see wow. this? And she said, yeah, I can see it, Grandma. And she started reading part of it. Uh, one part she turned right to it and read if you don't know where you came from, how will you know where you're going? And she just smiled, because Grandma says that all the time. If you don't know anything about your history, you can't move forward. You can't move forward or nothing. Uh -uh, you, you can't do it. All you're doing is dragging that old stuff that you, old vomit that you heard the negative people uh, say to you. Uh, old stuff, uh, old traditions that don't make no sense. A lot of it don't make any sense. Come, Come on, you all. Give me some comments and we're going to end this. Quintina, do you have a testimony? Um, yes, ma'am, I do. I know you do. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> I think, first of all, I thank God for this prayer line. I thank God for everything that I have been learning so far. Um, my grandson and, grand, and my grandson and my daughter have COVID. And uh -huh. they are doing it, thank God. The, um, my daughter, she um, she took the COVID shot in the middle of the vaccine. She caught COVID. Uh -huh. And she 
took the second shot and the doctor told her that COVID is going to be worse on her because she took the second shot. While she was standing in the doctor's face, she told the doctor, it's not going to be because the God I serve, he's not going to let me go through it. All right now. Amen. Amen. Um, I thank God for what she has been taught to know God. And she didn't let that man put that on her. All right. Doing great. All right. Wonderful. Great. Great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. That's the faith and training. That's faith and training that we're supposed to have you all. We have to teach, we have to live it. You know, live it before our children. Now, even though this young lady is still yeah. in church anyway, but a, a lot of times we we got to live it before our children so they'll be able to see. I know I had I know I had some examples that lived before before me. Um, my daddy loved the Baptist Church, and my mama loved the Pentecostal Church. So we went to both of them. I was I was thinking this morning uh, about uh, my mother's mother, and I I don't know how many of my sisters and brothers. I was thinking the first six may have she my my uh, my my grandmother died when I was 12 years old. And I be thinking about that because I have my great grands with me. I never met my great grandmother. I, I, she died way, way. She died when my mother was two years old. So that's how how old this family is. So uh, my grandmother died when I was 12 years old. And I'm thinking so that it had to be 11 children. But I had to have had 11 children. And I know Mama start, stopped keeping us. After more, my mother had four because my mother was one of the first black women that was working at the local at the Air Force Base uh, there in Goldsboro. Where my my dad went, uh, he was doing carpentry work, but she was on the on the base, uh, which which was rare for us black ladies to do that. But I guess I don't know what you, what job she was doing, but she was out there on the Air Force Base, and. Uh, and still, we went to church. My aunties and all went to church. My grandmother uh, was the mother of the church. My grandfather was a deacon in the church. So, and in the community that we lived in, or we were raised in, majority of the people were church goers. Back then, during that time, you all, there was more camaraderie. People were together. There was more love. They helped each other. They weren't stand out. They helped each other because they went through basically the same thing. And so uh, we went to church together. And so the children that we were around were children of the same type. The only time I got different kind of folks is when I got out of, got, got out of my mom and daddy house and started meeting worldly people. And a, certain, a little bit of it did rub off on me. Yeah, because I married a nutcase. But anyway, it rubbed off on me. But then when the trials and tribulation come, I was able to come to myself come to my senses just like the, the the prodigal son that told his father i want my stuff now and the father said okay i'm gonna give you your stuff so he went out and, and blew it all and then one day while he was down in the hog pen in a situation he woke up and he shook himself and he woke up said wait a minute the the slaves at, at my father's at, at my daddy's house doing better than this i'm eating from slop out of the pen and they and, and i don't have no sandals on my feet they got everything so sometimes in our life you all we have to hit low in order to wake up but let's not you don't have to hit low all you got to do is read your word 
All right, you all. Miss uh -huh. Miss uh uh Miss Bernie, would you close us out in prayer, please? Thank you all for joining us this evening.